0: Welcome back to Wax Wednesdays. Why join the navy when you can be a pirate, Gideon? How are you, my fellow pirate?
1: I'm good, and you did that well, and you sound lovely. It's nice to hear, hear uh, your voice, isn't you. it? It
0: is. It's been a it's been a hot minute since we've covered any kind of topics on this on this podcast.
1: Now we've been playing out and about and just recording live sets, but now we're going to talk about Northern Soul.
0: Yeah, so we're getting back to getting back to some sort of subgenres
1: within uh, within cultural movements, particularly that of the what, well, the
0: emergence of Soul in Britain.
1: Do you know what they say about uh, Northern Soul? Is uh, the music was Motown, the passion is British.
0: <laughs> well, they had to get it. They had to get the passion somewhere, didn't they? Well, no. They, I can't dare say that about Soul. Soul is very passionate. I thought you
1: were saying that about the Brits.
0: Oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> Too <Touché>. shame.
1: <laughs> No, they love colonialising. That's their passion. <laughs> well, I am
0: half British myself, and I definitely don't think that's where my passion comes from.
1: No, so let's go to the origins of it. So, well, we're going to go back to the 1960s for this, aren't we? Yeah, 1960s. Uh, sort of, like, kind of preluding that soul movement
0: and that blues movement of, like, the Clapton's and the Stones. Well, I mean, the Stones were playing rock and roll at the time, but it was very...
1: This is the other side of the coin. Yeah, this is the other side of the coin. And it's funny because if I was in any other time period, I could... I, d- I identified with this subculture so much. Like it literally would describe the stuff I'd be going out and listening to every fucking week. Exactly right.
0: Well, funnily enough, if we are to go back to this subculture, and these subcultures sort of being that, uh, well, the the cultural movement in Britain of the mods and the and the rockers. So mods being the anti-rockers, and then the rockers being, as you would typify back in the day, sort of personified by Marlon Brando with the sort of the big hair, the leather jackets, the biker boots, the hardware, and then the mods being, you know, cleaner. Well fitted suits, customising everything they can, stitching on patches.
1: Yeah, we're talking about like wild flare circle sk- skirts, like trim fit shirts, like nipping knit, t- knit tanks,
0: and exactly, it was such a strong fashion movement that's very synonymous with that time. But funnily enough, I've I've kind of got some cultural heritage that I can date back. My granddad, but whilst he had hair, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, was uh, was a mod himself. What he got? Walking around to? in stovepipe pants and a, and a fitted utilitarian jacket. Uh, he was a bit of a pool shark. Where did he grow up? Uh, he grew up in Birmingham. So oh, very yeah. working class. Birmingham and, and then Yeah, real peaky. He was a coal miner. Uh, oh, but when alright. he sort of hit his adolescence and he moved out of Birmingham, he decided to become a mod.
1: Yeah, so kind of let's go into kind of like the scene at the time. It's basically a group of... Th- it's not a group. It, it was thousands of teenagers in the north of England who basically revolting against the charts. They didn't want to hear number one hits. They wanted to hear other music. No, because re- you
0: couldn't dance to it at the time.
1: No, this was music that they like put on and they just sped up. That's pretty much it. The music and dance movie combined like... Um, American soul and Motown music.
0: Imagine if it was just them getting a record and being like, you know what, this sucks at thirty-three. Let's just hit forty-five and dance.
1: These are people who are looking for like up-tempo soul music from independent labels, and this carried like the punk and new wave mo- movement. But we were alluding to that before of what where it stemmed from. It started with the music, and then it ended up being it was seen. an anti. At the
0: end of the day, It was an anti culture. So they were revolting against what they believed at the time was sort of just like a you know a a, a type of music. They were sick of sick of the chart toppers. They wanted to find that. That that different sound, a sound that they could move to. People ready to dance.
1: The funniest fucking thing. It started in Wigan, out of all places. That was where they got termed Northern Soul, at Wigan Casino, and then it uh was a record store. In yeah, the I was Wigan. gonna say, wasn't it not was that a record store? Um, was well, the first phrase was used by uh London Soul City record store owner Dave Goldland. You've been to, you've done the London I. At the
0: time when I was in London, I was not into records. I was very into beer. No, I bought
1: a bunch of records, but that was but more like did the you, did UK you, punk scene. Did modern. you dig, I dig had in a dig. this fabled record store? Yeah, that's why I bought a few records. that I'll, I'll actually play one of them today, funnily enough. But um, yeah, it really started in Wigan Casino, then um, the, the Torch and Stoke, um, and then Wolfhampton, Manchester, Blackpool. Like These are places we don't talk about with, in the same line with music with well, soul. Particularly
0: not with soul. I mean, you don't go, Sam Cooke, Blackpool. <laughs> I've been to Blackpool. <laughs> it was it, it's a it's a bit, there was a pub they played the rugby, it was like chips and mushy peas and
1: pints and pies and lots of gravy. But go back to nineteen sixties and seventies, a lot of soul music, a lot of a lot of uh vinyl, a lot of stomping and floating exactly, and shuffling and floor shaking. And sort of to go back
0: to that earlier comment, um, sort of Britain finding his passion musically, um, it's when you think of Britain, you think of cultural things, you think of supporting teams, you know, sort of like blind. Blind loyalty to a, a an establishment And that's sort of what happened With this, you know They started hand-stitching their own patches For these soul clubs and, and and sort of stepped in And obviously needed some iconology to follow And that's when they sort of started to get behind um, And embody And even take on the current sort of uh, equality movement Happening in the States Yeah, and
1: this really became synonymous With um, Gloria Jones' Tainted Love Which you're going to play, actually
0: I am Also a funny bit of history uh to to some of our loyal listeners it's the first song i opened with on our very first episode in the podcast
1: yeah it did it's we coming full circle here for yeah. those that want to go back to uh, our very first one which is sold you can have a listen to that but this uh that song tainted love was made famous by wigan casino really the club in wigan <laughs> well that's funny because it was um it sold out like that that single sold out globally
0: but was never repressed
1: no, it was, a, it was an underground song that only later gained immense popularity when exactly. uh, Soft Cell covered it and taken it to the top of the charts in 1981. But all of its roots is all in the subculture in fucking Wigan. Yeah,
0: now some <laughs> of those, you know, a
1: lot of those early soul, and
0: that's kind of where my record digging comes in. It, it, you sort of stumble across, like, things like your uh, another song you'll play later, kids, Labby Sofray, Um, is a lot of these famous soul tracks were then popularized and then grew post their recording in a new sort of cultural movement. Therefore, they got snapped up. There was only a limited pressing because at the time, the artist wasn't that big. Uh, and then they just they, these records started to collect immense value.
1: Yeah, and the pressings weren't about a sides; It was all about the B-sides of the singles. Like, that's what this was going off. Really? Yeah, because people didn't want the big hits. They just wanted good music. And they always put the good music on the B-side, I guess. The ones that you think, like, oh, this is yeah. a fucking good song. But we'll put it on because the artist said so, not because like, yeah. the label said so.
0: Yeah. It was the artist's favorite, not the label's.
1: Yeah and then uh, so that was the 1960s then in towards the 70s the uh dancing let's say became more athletic. Um well that's, that's a funny point because then that leads into
0: breakdancing and disco and prior to that is um is the ska movement and it's sort of where particularly white youth in Britain went post um sort of post mod and and, and post soul they started to move into into ska and reggae and dancehall and then eventually into into punk and then post punk and you know the
1: punk movement that we know, know and love today is sort of that late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, well, the music was released from, like, these difficult economic circumstances. Like, there was riots, recessions, unemployment, mine closures, the rise of the far right, football hooligans. Like, this was all going on. The idea of escapism, just, you could see why everyone drew to that. And that's what soul music is about. It's really, yeah, exactly. as we say, soul for the soul.
0: No, and, and a lot of these bands that were sort of playing and then forming in Britain to sort of, you know, try and take on and... and Join in the momentum of that of that movement. We're quite diverse bands. A band I'll play for you later. The Specials, one of my favourite ska bands. That's um a mix of members from the Caribbean and ref- obviously refugees, and 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 then British members themselves playing and singing and playing to this new youth. This athletic music, as you'd say, the scar stomp, as everyone knows, the sort of the the skinhead march.
1: Yeah, exactly. And to bring it back to what I was saying before, was why I could see myself there is like. Like Northern Soul is really credited as the precursor of modern dance music. Like you got the scene, you got these cool youths, you got um, all these illegal stimulants for the all-nighters. <laughs> you have all these people cutting shapes <laughs> <but> <laughs> to Northern Soul music, which you can see I, how it goes into... The
0: early gackers, some may say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And if you put that, if you play this music and you put the tempo up on the turntable, you can hear pretty much what we call house music today. Exactly. And that's sort of a... Kind of a fantastic introduction
0: to to sampling and then that whole new world, particularly with sort of the the new movement happening in Melbourne today where house, house producers are going back and playing their songs once again with a band.
1: Yeah, we can also talk about, like, as it, this was the precursor, you can see how the Manchester snuck in there where it took this sound and took all these industrial abandoned buildings and turned into parties, essentially. And mm. you can see how that attracted so some scenes and... Like we've said, and if you want to go back and listen to our um, Who Sampled show, you can hear what it used to sound like and what it sounds like today um, and how it's transformed in the genre. Exactly. Well, should we get stuck into some music? Yeah, I reckon. Um, so there's a lot in there. We'll uh, play records. It's always easier to bust some illegal substance to to <laughs> <laughs> to music play to our voices, but... Um, if you want to bust some illegal substances, we're playing around town quite a lot nowadays. Yeah, we are. We've sort
0: of uh, we've sort of had a little hiatus from recording due to our well. I mean, we've recorded whilst we've been playing, but we've sort of been you haven't heard our voices, have you? Exactly, getting a couple of gigs here and there, recording some live sets straight from the pirate ship itself. Exactly right. Trying to uh, trying to be a part of of. The Melbourne music scene that's grasping at the ledge so to speak so if you if you are a fan of music as much as you enjoy listening to it please make sure you get out and listen to gigs or go to gigs buy tickets Or oh, hit us up on bands. Instagram
1: um, what's our handle again?
0: yeah so follow along on Wax Wednesdays on Instagram uh, and obviously any of our shows and upcoming, upcoming sort of live performances live recordings will be on there if you're, if you're a Melbourne local otherwise if you just want to get in touch and request a genre request a deep dive just shoot us a message
1: perfect and we'll see you next week beautiful bye <laughs>
2: ¡Suscríbete is a
3: What am I doing here?
4: Watching the girls go by, spending money on
3: so I won't dance in a club like this All the girls are slacks And the beer tastes just like piss I up must-
5: i Tried to see.